2: Oh hell no! circus, Afro circus, Afro circus, Afro, poca it up, up, Afro.
1: Here we go again. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. I hate you.
3: Hello and welcome, everybody we are the godfathers of podcasting it is thursday february 24th it is eight o two p.m eastern standard time and we are broadcasting live right here on godfathersofpodcasting.com in case you're late to the party and you haven't figured it out we've been podcasting since before podcasting was even called podcasting archives of this show as always are available on every major podcast provider spotify apple google amazon dozens and dozens more video archives as always are exclusively available right here on godfathers of when you're on our website pick up a new sweater a tank top a hat or some other piece of official godfather's merchandise and support your boys you can send us a text right now on whatsapp or just use your regular text messaging service, it's 437 375 Questions, comments, brutally honest feedback, bring it on, 437 375 My name is Donny De Silva, and it is my distinct pleasure to introduce the vigilante and judo master to my peacemaker, Notorious TID, Chris Tidwell, and my bro, Danny O.
4: Wow, dude, you're just you're just baiting up the scene out there with 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 these names, because one mm. of the things you just said is a uh, working title of another project I'm working on. So, oh, yeah, a lot your, of a lot of early revealers. Is it judo yes, master? It's judo
1: master. Correct. I was going to say judo new. vigilante, <laughs> the vigilante, the vigilante master. That's 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 it. You know, yeah, people are right just gonna right say Crazy. people are just gonna say Judo Master is just like a euph- euphemism for Anti Masker. You know mm. that, right? Is After that your I mean? Freedom Convoy hit uh,
4: dropped, right? Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. For well, those
3: that missed that story,
4: go back yeah. and check episode eighty-eight. Well, of course, you know that's because <laughs> I got working on my follow-up record right now, which is an you know, Obama so Ukraine. So, you know, <laughs> I gotta get gotta get out. No, I thought it was bombs over Ukraine. It it's is too, yeah. It's
1: too
3: yeah. soon, boys. What can you can, so care. since I accidentally hit on the name of a new project, are you allowed to reveal or is it still top secret? No,
4: it's because I don't even know for sure and it's super early, but this has happened on this show because we had a guest come on as you know and reveal a title of a song that was yeah. tentatively one of my and I feel like it's just like a Jinxalus to do, but um <laughs> I'm I've been super busy recently being in and out of pre-production uh studio sessions getting new beats, writing new songs, and um, I'm excited I'm in album mode again, guys. So it's just weird to hear these (laughs) names keep coming up on this show that I'm in the process of possibly using. So All right. maybe it's a sign. Yo, stay Yo, tuned
3: everybody for Dan's next uh, album Judo Master. That's the, that's Yo, it. Yo Donnie, maybe. I
1: think what I think what happens is that he comes on here and he hears something that's really good, right? And then he comes up and then he comes, oh, up, then he comes up with this yes. story that like, "Oh, funny story. <laughs> ah, yeah. funny you should say those words. I've already sent a letter to myself copywriting them." Yeah. So uh...
3: <laughs> his new album is called I've been rapping since before rapping was even called rapping.
4: <laughs> yeah. There was that and uh I'm friends with two racist assholes was the other <laughs> <Whoa>. potential title. <laughs> Whoa. Are they coming on as guests? <laughs> uh, Who are those well, guys? We will we will have to have them on cuz it's not YouTube. It's not YouTube boys. How Absolutely are you guys doing, not. man?
3: Doing well, man. Listen, I want to touch
4: crazy world of ours.
3: Yeah, we got lots to talk about in this crazy world, but I want to start light and fun. I mentioned because <laughs> uh, we didn't. Yeah, well we can get to some heavier stuff a little later, but um, I mentioned the tee-up. I made my reference to the Peacemaker TV show. They had their last episode of season one this past week. Tid, I know you saw it. Dan, I don't think you're smartened up to this show yet, are you? I
4: haven't seen it yet. No, man. Oh. I, I've I've missed out on a lot of stuff. I was talking to my brother the other day. He listed all these shows that I've not seen an episode of. Yeah, I haven't got to that yet.
3: Peacemaker, this I think... Is
4: a,
1: this is a show that I think, like... It's star. I don't know if you're familiar, Dan, uh, but it stars Tasty from Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. and it's a story about her working for a company uh, where she's got to like infiltrate this company, so to speak, right? Uh, because her mother, her mother actually puts her up to it, um, and it's a very interesting story how they do that. The characters that they put around her is is unbelievable. So you should really
3: check it out. Are you trying to tell him Tasty's the star of the show? I
1: know. I
4: was what like, do where mean? does John she's Cena not? come into this? <laughs>
3: where's what john cena was in it she is an she's an amazing part of the show she's definitely not the star john cena has earned his acting stripes man this guy is a genius in this show Mm -hmm. he's absolutely over the top amazing um he's hilarious he has moments of of emotion where you literally feel sorry for his character and and he's jerking tears everywhere and then he's jerking himself and he's doing all kinds of stuff the show is such a surprise hit i yeah. guess i should learn don't ever question james gunn right right but the show is such a surprise hit when i heard them talking about oh the new suicide squad movie i was like eh, and then i loved it and then they said oh there's a spin-off from the new suicide squad movie they're making a tv show about john cena's character i'm like really like he's a little one-dimensional. You're going to make a whole show. The show is amazing. If you haven't already just, seen it, go see
4: it. I think that's becoming a trend now, and I'm curious to know what you guys think of this new, seems to be new trend of having movie franchises branch off into series, because those list of shows I was talking to you about earlier, you've seen them all already. My brother was talking to me about Loki and WandaVision and Hawkeye and all of the Marvel stuff that has, of course, branched off the Avengers franchise. the Avengers franchise, and I'm like, It's kind of dope now how not everything has to be a flick that you need to either go to the theater for or stream, but the series, the concept of having episodes, end with a cliffhanger, click on the next one. Mm -hmm. How much are you guys feeling this, what seems to be this new trend of these films end up in series that complement the films? Because I I think think, it's really dope. I just don't have the time to see it all. I think
3: it's a product of the digital streaming services.
4: It is for sure. They need
3: content. Yeah, yeah. and. The properties that are doing really well are thinking, "Shit, we can spin off, produce more content. Providers are happy, and we're going to get richer."
4: Yeah, and I think there's something to be said about bingeing culture because it's it's Absolutely. a little bit yeah, it's a little bit different than the just you know it, this Saturday we're going to grab our popcorn and check out this flick. It's that obviously on your own time you're able to stream it, but it's more than a film. Uh, whether it comes out on a weekly basis or you decide to wait and binge, there's something about. The binging culture that becomes part of the fun of watching. It's not yeah. just the show itself. It's the way that it's consumed, which is different than just going to the movies. I think the it's got to be an age
1: thing, I though, right? Because I think there's, I think there's, so for myself, there's still some times where you look forward to, like, watching that one show each week. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I've absolutely. Lost that sometimes vibe. Because, because I'm like, I don't want to wait a week. Sometimes I've, sometimes I've I do, and, and you have to think to yourself, when was the last time you did something like that? It was probably, yeah. you know, Dexter because you had to, right? True. Or even before yeah. that, it would have been like Sopranos. So I think that when you do get a chance to watch that, you know, that one a week, it's got to be a show worthy of watching one a week. There's there's shows that are yeah. really good out there that you could binge and, and feel just as good about it. You know what sure. I mean? But then there's there's just some of those shows that, like, Man, and then it's on your mind all week long, and you know it's, it's yeah. a good point, it's, man. It's, there's like, a, there's a positive to it.
3: There's mm-hmm. a, it's a good point because Netflix kind of helped jumpstart the binge culture, but now there's mm-hmm. this big push towards spreading out the content mm-hmm. and getting maximum bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. As much as people love the binge, I get hooked in. And I can't unsubscribe, for example, from Disney Plus because they get me for seven weeks on Boba Fett. Then they're going to get me for another seven weeks coming up on uh, um, Moon Knight, which is going to be dope as hell.
4: I think, yeah, the beauty of that is that it's both. They offer, okay, so you're going to have to wait a week, but obviously with streaming... Uh, services You do get to binge. Like, there is plenty of things, like I said, that I haven't seen yet. And my brother actually mentioned that in our conversation. He goes, you know why you're lucky? Because you don't have to wait that week. And when you watch <laughs> it, you're going to end up pressing next episode. So I hear you, Tid, and agree. There is something about that. And there are shows. Dexter's one of them because we watched that as it came out, the in, you know, the mm-hmm. new blood. And we were waiting week. And you wanted to see the next one.
3: Well, part but- of the drama with shows like that, Dexter, Breaking Bad, was – for the sure, hanger at every episode, yeah. And the
4: agony and, the, and yes. the pain that you felt <laughs> exactly. until next Sunday. So, do you think there's something to be said about relieving the viewer of that agony because they can click on the next episode right away?
3: No, that makes less money.
4: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, because money. you got
1: to remember, you got to remember, people are getting away. Like the reason you're seeing all of these providers with all, all of these streaming services now is because people are getting away from traditional cable. Yes. So as course. they get away from traditional cable, they've got to they've got to come up with new and innovative ways so you don't see the commercials as much but what you're going to see is you're going to see the products inside of the programs. Just to yeah, bring this conversation back
3: to to bring this conversation back to peacemaker for a quick sec before we transition out, I got to say um James Gunn the circular storytelling bastard that he is. The very first scene in episode 1, he's talking to uh, peacemaker's talking to a guy in the hospital where he's laying up cuz he's you know he's recovering from an injury and he's telling this caretaker he's like i'm a superhero he's like no you're not a superhero no i'm a fucking superhero and he's like i never heard of you uh, like aquaman he's a superhero he's like fuck aquaman he fucks fish right <laughs> and then in the very last episode that aired this past week Spoiler. Uh, Yeah, It's a spoiler. I don't care. (laughs) It's all over the internet.
1: It's been longer Um, than 48 hours.
3: Yeah, it's longer than 48 hours, folks. That's that's the new thing. Um, The big battle to end the season happens. Peacemaker is victorious. He's walking off the battlefield. And once the war is over, all these superheroes that he has talked shit about throughout the entire series, the Justice League, they all show up. And they show wow. up like in shadow. And and he sees them okay. and he he sees them and he goes, You're late, you fucking dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> You're late, you fucking dickheads. And Is then, that John Cena's voice? Yeah. And then wow. he, and then he keeps on going. And you realize those characters in shadow, it's really Jason Momoa as Aquaman. And it's really the dude that plays Flash. And then you see this part. Go fuck another
2: fish, asshole. I'm so fucking sick of that rumor. It's not a rumor.
1: Fucking Barry.
3: <laughs> like, wow. That is the brilliant storytelling of James Gunn. They, they, paid, they paid the
1: money. They paid the money to bring in two, to bring in Momoa two of the Justice League. And... Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and to 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 put As over the should. fucking I mean... gag written in the very beginning.
3: About Aquaman fucks fish, yeah. <laughs> which I bet he does. Well, I
1: mean, who didn't
4: think that? I think it's yeah, he's tell. He tell I think it's beautiful though the universe. weaving in. I love the weaving in of what they're doing. These obviously Marvel's doing it and DC's doing it to make it legitimate. And that that's you know that's Flash, that's Aquaman, and it's part of that universe. I'm curious though, given the language on the show, do you think DC is trying to take their? Uh, universe in a new direction because you're not really hearing that kind of stuff it's
3: super rated r dude
4: i'm saying though with aquaman and flash making an appearance do you feel like they're going that way with whatever they do with those characters in those films
3: i think what it is is certain properties like the suicide squad yeah super fucking rated r right peacemaker super fucking rated r it's it's (laughs) if there's if there's a letter above r that's it wow right and and that's I think that's gonna continue to be the approach they take for certain properties. You're never gonna okay. see a Superman movie where okay. Superman's like, Hey Lois, go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> like that's just
3: not gonna happen. Right? Right. Jimmy Olson, you're a pain in my asshole. Like that's just never gonna happen. But certain characters, yeah, they're edgier, they're harder, and that's what you're gonna get.
4: I wonder if that'll um, work though for the universe, because everything's harder core these days and edgy, you know, and well, we'll a lot out. of people talked about DC needing a revamp of of sorts. I wonder What I I do
3: know is the ratings for the last episode of Peacemaker were monstrous, Mm. monstrous. Now I did say that Peacemaker is one of the most surprising television properties to come out in a very long time. This next show that I want to mention might be number two.
4: (laughs) Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air.
3: Okay, it's not that one. You got the wrong it,
4: theme music, bro. It
3: is the remix of that show.
4: And and, and and speaking of what I was just talking about, the remix should be like, now ah, here's a little story. Motherfuckers know that when I was in Philly, motherfuckers wanted to go. I was like, yo, they have changed that show.
3: They changed the narrative,
4: man. and The narrative, yeah. So, not the narrative so much, but the style.
3: They changed the that's style. The, that's
4: the beauty of this show.
3: The interesting thing about this show, and I know Tid hasn't had a chance to check it out. Dan, you have, I saw it as well. First of all, let me just ask you, Dan, before I jump on it, what mm-hmm. did you think of, of what you saw so far of the new show, Bel Air?
4: Uh, I've seen one episode um, and I think it's interesting because I was prepared to not like it. You know what I'm saying? It's like same one of those, come on, you don't touch a classic, you, you leave it alone. Fresh Prince of Bel Air is one of the greatest all time sitcoms, blah, blah, blah. We don't need this show, right? And uh, and of course, we actually
3: of- made fun of this show a year ago on this program Did when we? we heard the rumors <laughs> of them making it. We're like, yeah, the fuck we need this for?
4: Yeah, and uh, and I think it's because we weren't prepared for what it is, and and what it is. Like I said, as we're talking about, like DC adding edge to their, you know, the Peacemaker uh, series. Obviously, this has edge. It has grit. It is mm-hmm. like if if the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was a true story we we're now watching it you know what right. i'm saying the, the fight on the basketball court everything that comes of that life and that community and that issue and uh trying to juxtapose that with what it is to battle um racism and other forms of oppression in a world where you now are part of a rich family and how that and it was funny, of course, in the sitcom, and Carlton was, you know, the butt of many jokes and everything. And now we're seeing those characters portrayed in ways where it's like, it's almost as if now I'm watching it like this is the real story that they made the sitcom about, right? You feel me, as opposed to you know, mm-hmm. that was the jokey and that was the jokey interpretation of the real life because this is this is this is ill. It comes sure. across. Could they do it? So could they well. do it with another show though? Could they do it the other way?
3: Well, they did it with. Uh, like, could they, with Archie could Comics, it with, right, right? With
1: Riverdale. Well, that's, that's the, the same, same way. Same that's idea. The same exact way, right? But, but you, could know you what, do it though? Could you do it the other way? Could you like? Could you make like Law and Order SVU into a sitcom? Oh, <laughs> good
4: point. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's called
1: it's called Brooklyn 99 yeah <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying like okay that would be more like like Hill Street blues would been would have been Brooklyn 99 mm-hmm. or something like that but you know what I mean like that's a that's an exception okay it's a cop show because yeah goof, goofy cops are funny and stuff but mm-hmm. could you do it with like a serious could you take 90210 and turn it into a sitcom could, you know what I mean like could you feel- do it the other way?
4: I feel like they could today. It's like this is part of that culture we were talking about earlier where you know there's a new way to enjoy entertainment, right? We binge stuff now, we remake stuff in ways that it had nothing to do with the the nature of the show before. So now you got me thinking, it's it's like, bro, what if three's company, you know, turned into, you know what I'm saying? And now now you're seeing right? hardcore sex scenes for sure, and, and Larry and Jack running batteries on chicks and and God knows what. Could go down in like Larry's, a
3: Larry's. Larry's getting charged with date rape every oh, day. Oh, for sure.
4: Oh, the amount of inappropriateness <laughs> that would be going down. Um, but Mr. I think Furley, Mr. Furley's in jail for being a people. Tom, us... dude, there's all. There's so many dark ways to take the shit we grew up loving, <laughs> you know. And I think today's the nature of the way they write the shows. Also, as you talked about, these streaming services, which essentially eliminate the need for worrying about like even language or scenes that you would generally not see on television you know during prime right. time it would have to be edited we're not looking like that's one thing that took me by surprise donnie i wasn't expecting the language like i'm thinking fresh prince of bel-air so that now i'm saying like oh, oh okay this is this is not the fresh prince of Bel-Air. but the so- thing is
3: they they hit you with it in the first 10 seconds Right. And you're like, "Okay. It's so kind of like it's kind of like when I watched uh Titans for the first time." Right. Ex- good point. And you watch yeah. Titans and you're like, "Oh, like Teen Titans, like this is going to be cute mm-hmm. and fun." And in the first 10 seconds you see the character that plays Robin and and he's stopping a crime from happening and all the bad guys are like Uh, it's just robin it's he's not even got batman with uh we'll fuck him up and robin beats the shit out of these four or five guys and he he drops the last guy by putting his face through a a car window and he goes fuck batman
1: yeah (laughs) and i'm like that's always been the thing everybody's known that about robin batman had this utility belt so he had all these (laughs) props and shit like that what did robin have
4: he had yeah, really short, thin shorts, tights bro. on.
1: That dude had to <laughs> learn how pants. to kick ass
4: for real, right? Yeah, I, I I gotta say I love these stories told in this way. I remember when Titans dropped, and because my my daughter's such a big Teen Titans fan, I'm like, Titans is not for you, baby. <laughs> yeah. you, you you cannot watch.
3: It's not like, in and, any and, way. A,
4: and without missing a beat, when I grow up, can I? Yes, when you yeah. grow up, you can. When watch When you're Titans. forty. So so by the way, I should tell you this because you might get a kick out of it, but stupid me was like. Hey baby, did you know there's a new Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Cause she mm. loves Fresh Prince of Bel Air, so she's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "It's very different though, but I haven't seen it. Do you want to see it, bro?" Ten <laughs> minutes in, I'm like, Melina, you, you can't! <laughs> I can't like,
1: believe she lasted ten what? minutes, bro.
4: Yeah, like she got up to the fight on the ball court, and I was like, "Okay, oh baby, God. I'm sorry." I'm yeah, saying, Daddy, Dad, I know these should you, words
1: be, of should you be should you be telling this story on air work? And- I know, right? <laughs> Daddy <laughs> made a mistake. Work? I know. Yo, no. we might need to edit this last part out.
4: <laughs> I know some of the stuff she's already seen. Not that I wanted her to see it, but like that was it. I'm like, I'm, I'll tell you how it goes. You're not you're not watching this yeah. show. <laughs> the last
3: thing I'll say about Bel Air before we move on is I love yeah. the fact in on top of everything that Dan just said, which I echo, they they flesh out these characters that were very one-dimensional. Will was pretty much always silly and goofy Mm -hmm. except for the episodes where he was talking about (sighs) his dad
1: right you know
3: uh carlton was always over the top and comical hillary was always vapid and empty now Mm -hmm. all of these characters are fleshed out and you see the reasons for those those prominent character traits which are still there but there's there's meat behind them you know and like the first thing i like a friend of mine said to me you know carlton like of course, the rich black kid living in Beverly Hills is a cokehead. That's right. not a surprise to anybody. That's yeah. exactly how it would be.
1: Yeah. Is, um, this- is is Jay in it? Jay? Who's Jay? Jazzy then-
3: Jeff, yep. man. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ja- <laughs> Jazz is in it. Does he get well, thrown out the front door? And, <laughs> but Jazz is a way more developed character too. Yeah. 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 It's a very interesting show. Um, quickly, I want to touch on yeah. something else here. Hmm. Um there was a really crazy scene that happened on Sunday. You guys know that I'm a huge basketball head. Um, and there was a there was a college game that happened uh this past weekend between Michigan and Wisconsin. And let's just um I want to recap actually, and then I'll show you guys a quick video clip and then we'll get to our guest who's waiting backstage. Um, Wisconsin is a much better team this season. Okay, Mm -hmm. there's just there's no question. The game was under control. They're winning by 15 points with 15 seconds left in the game. Wisconsin calls a timeout. This is a this is like a unspoken rule in basketball. You right. don't do that shit, right? Mm-hmm. You just don't do that. The guy calls a timeout 50, and the head coach for Michigan is longtime NBA player Jawan Howard. Mm-hmm. Jawan Howard was not happy, and Greg Gard, the coach for Wisconsin, says, "Hey." 15 seconds left. I have a timeout to give. I want to get my other guys who haven't played into the game. Now, personally, as a coach, I've done this before, not with 15 seconds and you're up by 15, but right. usually if you're down by a bunch of points, and you want to get some guys into the game. Yeah. But like, there's, like, there's nothing that those guys are going to do in 15 seconds. It's going to benefit them as a player. Right. <laughs> They're going to take us a, a jog and the game's over, you know? So it's an asshole move to stop the clock when those guys just want to get out of there. They just want to leave. Well, here's what happened. Let's take a quick peek at what happened at the end of the game. Take a look.
4: There's Howard. He says something. Guard didn't appreciate it. They get locked up. Howard with a finger right in his face. And then the players start to chirp as well. And that's where Howard... Mm grabbed one of the wisconsin assistants joe grabenhoft former wisconsin player and it spilled out into this Jawan howard John howard's gonna have a
2: problem
4: another look at howard right there right
3: there he's gonna,
2: yeah
3: he's gonna have a problem so that's what happened um uh first of all i'm i'm curious to know both of you i'll start with you ted what's your visceral reaction
1: uh i think out the gate i i, I laugh I think it's funny, um, and, and, here's, and here's why. Because it was an open-hand slap to the side of the head to the young guy, not even the guy that he was originally chirping with mm. in, in the beginning. This was some other coach who just kind of came yeah. up out of nowhere, and he was Assistant like, coach. "Nah, son, you better set, set the fuck down, mm-hmm. right? Um, is it acceptable? Not in the slightest. This is college, this is college ball.
3: You know what I mean? Um, Those
1: days are long gone. Uh, And you know that the
3: second second those players see their coach getting into
4: something, they're like,
3: green light, baby. Here we go. Mm. It's on. Now the players are all jumping in. Dan, what's your thought?
4: (sighs) One of my first thoughts is I wonder what was said to him because – I find that so often we, as uh, people just watching this, we, we can't hear. Like, I've had this conversation with you, Donnie, where I pay money to hear arguments on the court, on the well, field. Jawan explained what was said.
3: Like, Jawan was trying not to shake hands. He did not want I to acknowledge saw that. this man. Yeah. And then the coach was forcing him to shake hands, put his hand on his chest, and Jawan turned and said, Don't touch me.
4: Yeah, but he you hadn't know? struck him yet right? There was no no, pushback. And I'm wondering, my mind is on what made him lose it to the point of wanting to reach out and hit the guy. Well, he says, he
3: says in the post game interview, he lost his cool. He was not happy about the timeout. He felt like it was disrespecting his guys. It wasn't cool. And he, he took all responsibility. He said, if the league, if the big 10 feels I need to be suspended for the rest of the year, for the rest of my career. Whatever the Big Ten says, I won't argue it. I'll support their decision. Mm-hmm. He owned it completely. Greg Gard has not apologized for anything. Right. I, yeah. It's very interesting to me, but uh, Juan has been suspended for the last five games of the regular season.
4: One of the reasons why I said I'm curious to know what was actually said or how it yeah. went down, because we know the context, but like in that moment, what was said and how was it said? Because part of it, I know it's a completely different scenario, reminds me of Masai Ujiri when the Raptors won the championship and his attempt right. to get to the court and the incident there. And the incident is usually such that Uh, The person of color in the situation is seen as the aggressor unfairly and unjustly. And in this situation, you know, tensions are so high uh, right now outside of basketball in the world with respect to, you know, disparity between races. And I just wonder what context John Howard was feeling in that moment. In other words, what was said to him, how he was being made to feel to bring him there. Because I do, I know you want to wrap, but I think this is important because there's a quote I found online from Ray Jackson, former Fab Five player. And he said, A big black man putting his hands on a white man is one of the scariest things for white America. Juwan mm. should have never been put in that position to have to control his emotions. A coach grabbing you, pushing your players, that's ridiculous. I'm curious to know your thoughts on that because there are times when, and, and why I bring up Masai Jerry, even though I know this was a different scenario, is that I often feel that we're and I speak on behalf of my community, put in positions to feel like we're the aggressor, even though the disrespect was handed to us first and our reaction was seen as the problem versus the thing that begetted the reaction. Do you understand what I'm saying? I got
3: you. Um, it's It's a fair point. I will say as a longtime basketball coach myself, regardless of race, whoever did that, should be suspended, but I also think Greg Gard should should not go without punishment. He received a ten thousand dollar fine, which is a yeah. joke thing for a man like that. And,
4: and by the way, I'm not trying to say that Howard doesn't deserve a suspension. You no, still he, got to. I'm just right. I'm just saying there's there's I always feel there's just more to what's going on when person of color reacts that way because it's next, always seen the as next I, I
1: feel I feel like you got very aggressive with that. Uh, <laughs>
4: Surprise! Surprise! Um, right. You're I scaring just, Tid. I just feel bad that the the event. Right? I feel reaction... threatened.
1: <laughs> I feel threatened by your. I feel threatened by your giant hands right now.
4: I feel bad that his giant hands <laughs> slid on the guy's face. Like it's not a good slow motion replay. You know, you want to be able to go like he got decked. You know, like when Odor right, punched yeah. Batista, like he got decked, bro. Like this was a right. slide. He, he slid his hand. And it, it's not the best. It, wasn't it was kind of a
3: facial massage.
4: Um, <laughs> yeah, that's well. That's all he did. You know, everyone caress. has to come down on the beach. It was back a caress, door, and all he did was caress a man. Yeah, come on, right? that's what I'm talking about. All he did was
1: caress a man.
3: We are. He maybe right. maybe he had
1: a, maybe he had extra lotion on his on his, <laughs> on his You hands, know when you get, get a little just, extra? He was just shoving, right? That's all, all it right. was. See. Now we're butter. had too
3: much. You brother. You know. We're gonna get go to our guests right now. But um, I just want to throw out this one last story, and I'm gonna hit this in 30 seconds only because I think it's interesting and it's timely. 16 <laughs> time world champion, wrestling icon, Rick Flair. He recently split from his wife of, oh, of wow. some time, Wendy Barlow. But the news came out today that. Flair and Wendy Barlow were not actually married. They did have this massive ceremony that was attended by many, many people that were friends with, but the two were never legally married. It was just a big party, and they never actually got married at this wedding. Um, so Rick says, "Yeah, w- wedding's over." This past weekend, Rick Flair, who turns seventy-three tomorrow, wow. Wow. was spotted at LAX airport with a new ting. And Ric Flair's new squeeze appears to be 28-year-old Kelly Brewster. Oh,
4: oh my God. The paparazzi
3: grabbed pictures of Brewster. Hold on. Up Ric Please Ric's tell shirt me he calls her. Fixing his mask. Please tell
1: me he calls her punky. Give me two taps and a Flair. Woo!
4: Still riding in style, man. And that's it for wow. that. Nature boy
3: nature boy is all he is gonna he is gonna style and profile to the day he dies man indeed man longest line oldest ride that's rick flair <laughs> all right ladies wow. and gentlemen it is time right now
1: <laughs> judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com
5: it's my little escape
1: now judy's the life of the party
5: oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon
1: whoa
3: We have to move on. Uh, A bunch of you are texting in. We'll get to your text messages shortly, okay? I promise. Uh, Because our guest has been waiting backstage patiently. Our featured guest this week is a Toronto-based singer and songwriter. She's out of the SoCan Incubator and has been absolutely killing it on the R&B scene. She's been heard on the R&B radar, ear, ear milk, escape tracks, and played electrifying live shows all over. She even had the opportunity to play Flair Magazine's Little. Flare series as well as taking part in shows for the remix project artscape and more her soulful voice has the ability to transition from a soothing hug to heart piercing intensity her lyrics are smoother than mulberry silk and definitely help her stand out in a genre that is just packed with talent it's only fitting that in our last episode of Black History Month for 2022, we welcome this proud Black woman who is a beacon and advocate for change. She's also a strong voice for the LBGTQ 2S Plus community. She has a brand new single that was released today entitled Little Lies that literally sends chills up and down my spine. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) take a big heaping cup of Erica Badu, a tablespoon of Janice Joplin, a pinch of Billie Eilish, and a heaping hand a badass and you have this week's guest this is Milo
5: hello hello how are you guys doing we
3: hello. are doing very well how are you
5: pretty good that was probably like the best intro I ever had so
4: yeah. appreciate well, yeah. that drink. <laughs> what he does and now it's it's all downhill from there unfortunately
3: oh yes well. likes my That's intro it, I get to have I a guess drink.
4: <laughs> No, nah, no, it's good to have you. Thanks for being on the show. What's good, Milo?
5: Yeah. Um, so many things. Um, I'm happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, um, I just released my single. single. Thank yeah. you, thank you. I just released it today, the studio version. And um, a couple of days ago, I had it featured on Colors, which is like a dream come true. So, yeah, it, things are really good right now. I'm I'm in a good space. I'm happy. <laughs>
3: I know yeah. it's only been out for a few hours um uh-huh. the new single what what response have you received so far
5: Um all good things I feel like um like firstly my team was just like super excited about it they're like oh this is like for sure the next hit kind of thing um like for myself um and so um I feel like people are really enjoying it like the colors thing was super amazing that was like The best way I could debut a single at this moment, so, Mm -hmm. um, so that's all been like super amazing Um, and just like opening up a lot of doors. So yeah.
4: Well, I'll give a response to it. Little lies Mm -hmm. is really dope. So congratulate, congratulations on that. And why, why I really like it. And this, I got a follow up question is because Mm I, I love soul music, I love neo soul music. Mm-hmm. And as much as I'm an old school, golden era hip hop head, I find that I'm what I'm listening to the most is stuff that's funky and soulful. Like I got the mm-hmm. new Snow Allegra album playing yeah. nonstop. I don't know how much <laughs> to her. I wanted to ask you about that. Because when I heard Little Lies and some of your album, mm-hmm. I'm like that smooth, soulful, from the heart, hits you in the heart R&B mm-hmm. um, yeah. is, is what I like and what I, I've always liked. And I'm curious to know, how you got influenced to make that kind of music, and where you see where that genre belongs today? You know what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say because yeah. it, it's it's chill and it's real and it's not it's not like what you normally you know what you get it's from not like home. on TikTok and shit. You know what you I'm know? saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like that real shit. That's my point. And yeah. that's, where, where does that come from for you? <laughs> mm-hmm. I where mean, you feel I feel like. like-
5: I feel like that's, um, the music that I make has always been, um, kind of that slower, more soulful, more just like heartfelt stuff. Cause it's just like music for me, is just like my therapy. It's like my way of expressing myself. Cause I don't really do it as much like just in person. Um, and so it's just kind of like always been that like soulful R&B for me that really lets me just like be real and like, Mm um let loose um and then i think i think there's becoming a a, like there's a space that's kind of building for that more with like the snow allegras and um and like all the like more r&b stuff that's coming out but i do feel like it's it's interesting because r&b is like so many different things like genres are so weird right now that it's like hard to like really kind of put yourself into one one space um and i feel like with TikTok and everything with all that like more upbeat stuff being like so cool Mm -hmm. or like those euphoria type style things being like so in right now i think it's cool that um r b kind of still always will have a place in a lot like in everyone's hearts and like um and i think like actually speaking to euphoria specifically i feel like that that kind of stuff is opening up the that kind of alternative r&b really deep soulful stuff again yeah. so it's like there's spaces for it, i think um um uh, specifically in like um like cinematics scenarios
3: I yeah think. yeah milo musically do you it. do you feel musically like you might have been wrong uh, born in the wrong decade
5: absolutely kind of I, my point yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: i'm just trying I to sum up what you're time. saying daniel yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Cause no, I mean, I you really do have this old world charm to your sound. Right. You. And, <laughs> and it is a really, um, it's one of those things where like, I and don't take this the wrong way, but I feel like I have to be in the right headspace to listen to hours and hours of this kind of music. Cause I'm either going to get really, really sad or I'm just going to get put into this very chill headspace.
5: Yeah, And sure.
3: sometimes I'm just not in that place, you know, <laughs> but
1: funny, it's, it's funny. I see it as two kind of different, but two places but kind of different for myself. I'm in like one of these like smoky New Orleans, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yes, Bars yeah. just kind of <laughs> chill, right? Like mm-hmm. just getting lit and chilling, or let's face it, you're in the bedroom. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Like it's, it, it's
3: some, it's some, it's some love making music. Honestly, no doubt yeah,
5: about it. Definitely. Right. Thought
1: that
3: before too. Milo does not want <laughs> yeah, to yeah. know that you're knocking boots to her music too. Actually,
5: you know what? I do appreciate it because you know what? I feel like <laughs> I'm a sexual being and I make music in a in a with that kind of tone, and so why not like have other people experience that sure. also? Yeah, but it's know? Tid. <laughs> okay, well that's true. Well <laughs> Now I know a little
1: more about (laughs) it. I mean, it's more than it's more than just me. It's not just me. There's somebody else involved. It's usually
3: just you.
4: (laughs) Can I can I ask you though, can I speak to the therapy? You mentioned music being Mm -hmm. a therapy, and I I Mm -hmm. completely relate to that. And I I feel like it's interesting because Donnie made a good point that some people, when I talk to them about my favorite Mm -hmm. types of music, they'll refer to sadness as being a feeling that they get when they hear that music. And I can understand that based on like some of it's, you know, very mellow and what have you. But like, Sade, who's in my top three favorite singers ever, is in that category. I mentioned Snow Allegra, Ella mm-hmm. May. Like, these are artists that I don't feel sad when I hear the music. Yeah, the I therapy agree. for me, and, and these boys know this from off-air conversations, I need to relax. <laughs> and and, and oh I love- On God, this man needs to relax. Yo, and, and on God, like, <laughs> Milo your music is like I will I I can play it from top to bottom and go I need to put her on because I, <laughs> I need to be in that headspace so I'm curious to know about your headspace and the therapy that you both get from it mm-hmm. and the and the therapy you're trying to give your audience because yeah. We need it. I know I do.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I like that you said that it's not like sad, even though the Mm -hmm. beats can be like mellow and that kind of stuff, because it's not, a lot of the stuff that I'm like speaking to in my music is like not necessarily like, so it can look like it's speaking to heartbreak, but a lot of the time, for example, it's speaking to my own understanding of, you know, what I'm going through um in any relationship Mm -hmm. or or like um just my relationship with myself um it's a whole journey yeah exactly and even for example with little lies i'm just kind of speaking about how like we all just like tell ourselves these little lies to protect ourselves from from life you know to protect ourselves from from reality um and i think um a lot, of my, a lot of the times when I'm writing, I I reveal these, the tr- the real truth of these lies, um, and which I wouldn't do if I'm just like having a conversation with you. Like, I wouldn't tell you my deepest, darkest truths, mm-hmm. but in music, I can just like release it. Cause it's like, yeah, people are gonna hear it. I mean, totally. that's the goal, but like, you know, like, I don't know, it's like a different sensation. I'm not watching you listen to my music. Yeah, you feel so, empowered. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. But-
2: um, No, I get you.
5: Yeah, I think it's really cool that it, that people can feel something from it, whether it's the same thing I felt or something completely different. And that's also why I like to be kind of broad in my music writing as well. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. Milo, um, normally, in the first half of our program, each and every week, we talk about stuff that's in the news, stuff that's on TV, whatever interests us in that particular week. There was a couple stories I wanted to touch on. We didn't get an opportunity. I wanted to see if I could bring these up and throw them at you, especially okay. because you are a proud and prominent member of the pride community. So I wanted to throw this out at you and see I mean, I already know what your response is going to be, but I'd I'd like to give you the opportunity and the platform to respond. Um, So the first one is the Don't Say Gay Bill passed today in Florida. Um, This bill bans the discussion of gender identity, sexual orientation and sexual orientation in elementary schools. It passed with a vote of 69 to 47. So this bill will now go to the Senate with an opportunity to be passed as law Wow. How how hurtful is that for you to hear?
5: I just think it's ridiculous wow. that we're still even in the space, that that's a discussion, that it should be law. You know? It should just be I know. what it is. Like, we're all, like, I don't know. I just feel like we should be beyond this at this point, because what is somebody's, like, gender and sexuality doing to, um prevent you from living your life. You know, right. it's not doing anything. And at this point it's allowing them to live a life that they feel is true and pure to themselves. And why right. not? Like, you know, like we should all be at this point now we, where we can just like be. And so it's, that's like just annoying that that's even part of the conversation. And of course it's going to be like, it's, I mean, over there.
3: Yeah. I don't, like, I don't remember. Who's, I don't
5: <laughs> behind remember the times, but
3: I don't remember who said this. Many, many, many years ago, but I've always thought it was one of the most poignant analogies, right? Being upset about somebody's sexual orientation, gender identification, or anything else is like standing in line behind someone at McDonald's and getting pissed that they ordered chicken nuggets, right?
5: Yeah, it's like, why do you care? care? Like, why why did that enter your mind even for a second?
3: Get your fillet of fish and (laughs) off. That's
4: so true, man.
3: The Uh. same the same member of the Florida House of Representatives that, that brought in that don't say gay bill, Joseph Harding, this piece of shit, he also um, brought in a bill um, to Florida this past week, which will, <laughs> this, this one's going to piss you off. This bill will require schools to out LGBTQ students against their will Even if the school believes outing them could result in abuse, abandonment, or neglect. They're literally trying to make this law that they will force outings.
5: So that's just dangerous. Like, that's genuinely dangerous. Like, you guys are worried about school shooters and stuff, and you have, like, and all this danger, and you're implementing even more dangerous laws where people are going to get hurt just for being...
3: It's insane. and it's a
5: child like these are children we're talking about not just like like i don't the, understand the That's... sad
3: comment the sad commentary oh. to me is that in 2022 it is still dangerous
4: it absolutely is that to and me is the, the even what sadder could, part what could possibly be the benefit of forcing a young person to out themselves what 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 is gained at, at, at control it's all about exactly and that's
2: what it's it's
5: always about yeah
3: and and in terms of in terms of what it's about i mean this might give you a a a, a thought process into what these people are thinking tid brought a story to my attention before we went to air about a texas governor who wants family services to investigate all trans kids and charge parents with abuse and endangerment so this this is part of the forced outing mentality. If yeah, we can you know, make them admit that they are gay, lesbian, queer, you know, bisexual, uh, two spirit, whatever they choose, th- whatever they identify as, um, then maybe we can fix them. You know, maybe we well, can get the evil out of ridiculous. them. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Oh Here is what we have
1: to remember about these people that are making these laws, guys. Uh, that we fail to. They're in Texas. Remember is that they're, well, it's not even just Texas because there's other states that have done similar things already. What we're talking about is we're talking about um, very religious driven breeders. They don't know any other life other than to breed. So when something comes along that isn't exactly that, isn't that vanilla missionary bullshit that goes along <laughs> with reading this fucking bullshit, they, they they get mad and they lash out at it. And I yeah. think that's you know they're they're that's exactly what they're doing, but they haven't listened. This has been a one of those one of those games that they play, you know what I mean, just to try to see where their following is, and it's bullshit because it's never going Absolutely. to work. It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked in in tens it's... of hundreds of years, and it's not going to fucking work now because there's a lot more people who may live a straight lifestyle, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean, who are going to back their brothers and sisters uh from other communities. This is the fucking world we live in now, Dude. guys.
4: Right? It, it's it, it's the mentality that started the crusades. Like <laughs> believe what we believe or die. And it's also yeah. beyond idiotic to even assume as you say with respect to this supposed uh regulation they want to pass that the parents somehow are abusive because it's their doing, like they've raised their child in this way. I'm sure we all know people like this. I have people in my life who are far from uh, trying to raise their child in such and such a way. And their children, they have gay kids, uh, trans. They weren't raised that way. They just mm-hmm. are that way. Yeah. So How do you even mm-hmm. determine who's so-called an abusive parent versus not? If you're simply mm-hmm. a parent who accepts your child for who your child is, you didn't raise them that way, mm-hmm. but you love your, ch- you love your children That's chumbacasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
4: 18 plus. And that's it. And now we're going to be, what, charged or accosted for, for loving my child? Yo, yeah. this is the most backward shit I, I've heard in a long time, man. I'm sorry. I'm incensed. I'm sorry. It was your question too, Milo. No, I'm
5: I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, what the I'll, I'm just equally as, like, shocked by Yo, where we're at. It's insane.
3: Let's – um. Let's just switch gears real quick. We got a message on WhatsApp from one of our listeners. It says, Milo, what's good, though? Just check the new track. It's fire. I'm from Wolfville, Nova Scotia. I'm 23, gay, mixed, but everyone thinks I'm Caucasian. I love singing deep, soulful R&B, but at my last live show, a group of black ladies told me to stop ruining their music. Any advice?
5: Mm. Mm -hmm. That's a great that's a great question. Um, I'm also a mixed person. um, And so, I understand um, where this person is coming from in the sense that um, they may not be completely accepted uh, just for the way that they look um, by a certain community. Um, I I do think that people are going to say things all the time. You are mixed but you are a black woman or black person sorry I don't know um and you know like people are gonna say what they're gonna say but it's up to you to continue to be yourself and to to strive through that um because literally like haters gonna hate kind of thing you know just keep doing you always always keep doing you um and don't be afraid to to you know shut those people up Mm. And be like, this is who I am, mm-hmm.
3: whether you thinking, like
5: it or see it or whatever,
3: you know? I'm thinking you can probably relate to that too, right, Dan? Yeah. Oh, as, a light, yeah. as a light-skinned brother <laughs> in the hip-hop world. Yes.
4: I can't personally say that I've been told to leave the music alone, you know what I'm saying, in that regard. But That's because your shit's so
3: hot. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm Definitely with Milo, I, I completely back her statement, be yourself do you um i'm also someone I, I don't know if you can attest to this too milo but you know being biracial you're sort of a walking talking breathing example of of not the, the antithesis of racism right uh-huh. the mixing of races is, is essentially there are humans created out of love and not recognizing segregation as viable so when it comes to music i feel the same there shouldn't be segregation there are uh-huh. plenty of like, R&B singers, rappers, obviously. And I have never felt, there's not come a time in my life where I've ever felt they need to stop doing our shit unless they're doing it poorly. And they mm-hmm. don't have to be Black yeah. White or any other situation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, shit, I, 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 I listen to Tuxedo. I mean, they are two white boys doing, you know, funk. And I don't care. <laughs> you know, so I... I, I, I like I the Island Boys. I don't care. They're, you know, listen, they're if you're good at it, then you do it. All the notes, baby. Like, what are you going to tell me? They're not dope? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yo, so to the person who sent that message completely back, Milo, do you, man. Simple and plain. Like, don't let nobody stop you from being you. I'm not, I'm not going to be ashamed that
3: I stand for the Island Boys.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no.
1: <laughs> Did, that joke didn't work the first time, Donnie. Shut up, <laughs> Everybody <laughs> flew over it. Shut up, Tid.
4: <laughs> I think, though, this is important to say, though. It's about being authentic to Milo's point and not cultural appropriation. If you're just doing it to bite a style, to mock a style, to exploit a style or a culture, there's a difference and there's something wrong with that. But if you are a legit straight up R&B head or a hip hop head or whatever, you know, um, do your thing. Absolutely do your thing and stay true to the culture, stay true to the music and to yourself.
3: have got another text message that just came in at 437 375 it says, Milo, are you going to be traveling, performing, and where can we see you live? Where can we get information when you're performing?
5: Yeah. Um, so I pretty much post all my information on my Instagram and all my social platforms at MiloSpelt. M-I-G-H-L-O-E. So you can always find information for me that way. I do have plans to travel this year. Um, I will be in New York and L.A. and hopefully back in the U.K. again. Um, So if you're in any of those areas, um, hit me up.
3: (laughs) There's another question that's here, and it says, who do you love outside of the R&B world? What do you like to listen to to really get hype? Hmm.
5: Ooh, to get hype. That's a good question. I'm honestly so I'm like really bad at artist names. I just like listen to songs a lot. Um, but honestly,
4: part of that streaming generation. This is right, right now. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Just put on my playlist. Cause might, owns, like, a playlist because nobody owns TikTok no more. songs
5: right now. That are lit. That's it. No, um, right. But of course, like Lil Nas X. Um, mm. oh, okay. Honestly, like he just gets me hype every time and he's a queer man doing his thing. So absolutely. I'm trying to do a sing song with him if you're listening. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> rock, have... Got rock
4: with Gotta rock with yeah. Sid too. Oh, absolutely. From the Sid. Internet. Yeah.
5: yeah. There's so many amazing queer artists out there. Um Ray Khalil is also like super dope uh rapper, female rapper. Um I love and it. then of course from my city, there's lots of like my partner Lil, Lillian Blue Macon, dope rapper, Yazzie. Anyway, there's lots of cool, I like to listen to, I guess, rap when I'm trying to turn out, but like specifically female and females in rap. Those ones usually <laughs> are the ones. <laughs>
4: Dan's I'm pointing, like, Dan's one pointing more. at himself. Oh. <laughs> this yes. guy, what, how do you, Dan, 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 that dude.
5: Danny-o
3: Dan's just trying to work a collab Mm -mm -mm. You're on mute, jerk (laughs) Um, And there's Dan's mic work (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Milo, I I wanted to uh, I wanted to see if maybe we could put you on the spot a little bit before we say goodnight and I wanted to see if maybe you could continue this tradition that we have on this show that we've recently started of having amazing powerful vocalists that come on here and give us a little acoustic something something
5: i can do that for you that Since would be amazing i just released my single little lies today i'll perform that for you guys
4: Tope. love it exclusive
5: <laughs>
4: the day it comes out live uh-huh. performance mm-hmm. let's go a
5: "Little lies. <laughs>
2: Obrigado. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel sick?
4: milo everybody the song is called little lies i'm gonna respond to that in a way she can understand i don't know oh this is there you go that's how many emojis Ah. (laughs) that's how many emojis you deserve right there for those of you not
3: watching and just listening dan just put a screen full of fire emojis up on his mobile there's hundreds on his blackberry Mm
5: -hmm. um i appreciate it very much
3: Dan, I know you were dying, man, listening to that. I know you're dying to just throw in a verse to that track. Don't lie.
4: Hey, listen, I am legit hitting you up <laughs> to, to collab. All right. I am not playing with waiting. you. I am I am fully, <laughs> fully, fully digging your music, legit. Thank like you. this ain't just show talk. I'm a fan of that, that joint, your style, your voice. Thank um, you. I'm all about that music, and no question, I'd be happy to work with you and continue to push your music out there. So keep doing it. I'm on I'm your yeah, fan. I'm
5: definitely gonna keep
4: it up. So yeah.
3: So, <laughs> will do. Uh, you can hit her up on Instagram. It's Milo, and you can also find her music wherever you get music, up on Apple uh music, you can get it on Spotify. We're gonna have the links up on godfathers of podcasting.com. Make sure you go check out her shit. It is absolutely amazing. Yeah, the new single out today, and uh there's lots of other music in her catalog too, y'all. Yeah. If you're just getting introduced to her today, then go back and check out the whole catalog because it's great it. <laughs> milo thank you so much for hanging yeah. out with us thank you so much it was a good time all right we'll do it again much love right. keep it up Have all right a good night that's milo everybody
4: yo man legit fan legit yeah. fan. like i love that kind of music and she is she's the real deal uh her voice is sweet that music is dope and um yeah i need that kind of music in my life bro for real. Um, I will be reaching out for a collab. No joke. Well, it works out, too, because
1: you're like in full writing mode, right? You got your new songs 100%. and stuff like that. So yes. you know what I mean? It's it's, 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 it's good truly, to get a good ear on some different stuff, right? That's it's right. truly perfect timing.
3: daniel has got his is. new album, Judo Master, coming soon. And
4: when Judo Master comes, trust me, you know, but that's my shit. I love that funky, soulful, real shit. So um, yes, Judo Master will be. Uh, Please
3: make a song called Judo Master. <laughs>
4: Please. It's like I have to now because we're going to be getting texts. It's like, when's Judo Master coming? If out? you
3: watch episodes three and four of Peacemaker, you will want to make it a song called to- Judo Master.
4: <laughs> Well, I just want to shout out one of my most recent releases because, yes, yeah. uh, Black History Month is drawing to a close. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that it is because every month we should be understanding and respecting Black history, culture and music. Uh, the Freedom Marching Project is out. Uh, we've discussed it on the show. You can go to freedommarching.com to learn all about the movement and take part in um, its monthly newsletters you can sign up for. But I'm part of the Freeding Freedom Marching Project EP, so you can stream that everywhere it's on spotify and everywhere else you get music too um and it's over 40 artists who've collaborated in an almost we are the world type way to speak out against uh hatred bigotry prejudice racism etc and big shout to everybody who's on there united artists for change is the official name of the group freedom marching project is out and also because black history month is about to end It is the final month that CBC Gem will be airing 21 Black Futures. So it's been out for a year. Uh, For whatever reason, they're taking it down. Why would they take it down? It was a one-year deal, to my knowledge. And uh, my piece, 40 Parsecs and some fuel, is still up now, but is coming down at the end of the month. So go to CBC Gem, the free app, and stream 21 Black Futures before the month is up.
3: So when 40 parsecs comes down off CBC Gem, can we put it up on Godfather's a podcast? Name? I'm
4: going to look into that cuz I do have a copy and I will make sure that I have the rights to do it. Well
3: shit, there. why not, man? Yeah, if no one well. else is streaming it, we'll fucking stream it.
4: Agreed, definitely down with that.
3: Um Tid, for your yeah, final
4: man. thoughts this
3: week, I would like you to respond to our last text message of the week. Oh boy. This one came in from Carl. It says, "I had a dream last week" that Tid beat the mashed potatoes out of me. Then he cuddled me like a puppy. What does this mean?
1: Uh, send me location.
4: <laughs> done the party. <sighs> Click that, done the party.
3: <laughs> we are out of here, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of my bro, Danny O. And the Notorious TID, thanks so much to Public Records and Milo for putting that together and for joining us tonight. And thanks to all of you for hanging out. My name is Donna Da Silva. You know we've been podcasting since before podcasting was even called podcasting. We are done this party, and we will see you next time.
2: Peace.